It's a special crossover event between Locked On Rockies and Locked On Mariners. Two teams with the same record, but much different expectations for the 2023 season. Can the M's take down the Astros? Can the Rockies bounce back after a Rocky homestand? We talk about all that today on the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans and Mariners fans, welcome into a Locked On crossover episode between Locked On Rockies and Locked On Mariners. I am just one of your hosts, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily baseball talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team each and every day. And if your team is the Rockies or the Mariners, well, you're in the right spot because that's what we do around here is talk about the Rockies and the Mariners each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game time download the game time app create an account and use the code locked on mlb for twenty dollars off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed let's bring in the star of the show the real star of the show here ty dan gonzalez there of locked on mariners we got a big series i think a bigger series for the mariners but one where the rockies are hoping to kind of flex a little bit because i would say both teams are coming off of series that they felt like they should have won. Both the Rockies and the Mariners blow big leads in the second game of these series. And then I'm not sure how the game went for, for, for the M's yesterday, but the Rockies had another lead, had control or, or were fighting most of the game, had plenty of opportunities, but just couldn't get the job done. Uh, where do you feel? Let, let's just get right into it, Ty. I'm, I'm, hello, by the way. This is our first Hi. ever crossover. I, I, yeah. I, I don't want to just trample all over that. This is a milestone either. for us. It is. It's a big milestone, you know, because you know, people that tune into the show and, you know, I'm in Seattle. So, you know, yeah. I've run the board. I have adopted the Mariners as my I'm full on Mariners bandwagon outside of the Rockies. I am definitely Mariners AL team a thousand percent. And also, I just I noticed the Mega 64 poster behind you, which is amazing as well. Oh, shout yeah. out to shout out to Rocco. Shout out to to Derek. Shout out to the boys. Love I, I interviewed them. I got to interview them at PAX uh, last uh, over uh, when at PAX West. And uh, yeah, it's been yeah. yeah. Do the I gotta, shout I, out to I, all I the gotta, internet soldiers, that soldiers out there watching uh, here. But uh, yeah, it's good. To, this is like we were saying before, long overdue because it, I, two teams that I think are fun. I you know I don't uh, people in two fan bases that have gone through it. Let me tell you, I got to see the relief. I mean the jubilee, the 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 absolute. It was like. It was like you could see like one like in an anime or something, some curse just being like a, like a smog lifted from the city of Seattle when Cal Raleigh hit that home run. Uh, how does it feel to be a Mariners fan now and, and for fans? Because I, I think it's a special time to be a Mariners fan right now. The, the most exciting time since uh, since since the, the, the glory days of the past. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed my little smirk there. It's mostly because it's pretty much the same thing when you just uh, talk about engaging the fan base. Because uh, a wide margin of the fan base 
has completely ignored the fact that this team has won 90 games two years in a row and is acting as if the sky is falling because they're five and eight to start the year so it's basically the same old same old so on that front it feels the exact same but (laughs) and i get it right it is a disappointing start and we'll get into that a little bit later on here but overall yeah i mean it feels great to finally have that thing that was casting a shadow over you for so long finally gone and now really it's just about Ball, right that's all the focus is is winning a championship winning and winning a division that's all that matters at this point you don't have this extra thing that's you know lingering there so yeah so that that i guess the the way that i would describe it is that it just kind of feels like this weight is off of your shoulders as a mariners fan yeah and you get to go through and and, and part of it is not only was it the first normal offseason baseball has seen in a while, but it's the first offseason where it isn't the question. It's not if or it's now when the Mariners make the playoffs. That yeah. is the expectation. And this team is is ready to handle that. Some people are a little critical of the Mariners offseason. Are you one of those people? Do you believe the, the Mariners could have done more? It, it wasn't an inactive offseason. They certainly made some moves uh, to, to to change the team up a little bit. But uh, your your thoughts on the on the Mariners offseason and uh, how it's led to the the five and eight start so far? Yeah, uh, we've been critical of it in terms of, you know, we we felt that they were at least one bat short heading into the season, still feel that way. And that's been reflective of the you know, results uh, thus far, some of the lackluster offensive results, specifically in the six through nine part of the lineup. Um, but overall, in terms of like criticize or damning the Mariners, essentially, because they didn't go out and get one of the big four shortstops. No, Um you know, we want it. I mean, like, I would be jumping for joy if they got Trey Turner. That would have been awesome. But also, I'm pretty realistic about this. And you look at those contracts that those guys signed, all four of those guys, really. And, you know, Correa had to sign three contracts before he finally <laughs> landed somewhere. You know, but you look at those and it's like, and you take into account that Julio Rodriguez's money is going to kick in towards, you know, 2024, 2025. Gino Suarez is going to be uh, ready to hit free agency around that time. You know, some of your other young guys, part of your young core is going to be nearing free agency. So you're going to want to try and extend those guys like the money is going to add up. Um, And so it kind of felt like, all right, if they felt that was too prohibitive and if, you know, John Stanton, the owner said, no, you can't spend that money or like this is your budget and that just hampers the budget. It's essentially deciding between if you want George Kirby and Cal Raleigh or a Xander Bogarts, an aging Xander Bogarts. To me, I think the answer on that is pretty clear. But overall, you know, I just I I feel like this team did at least enough to be competitive for the division and set itself up to really polish this thing when we get to July, when we get to the trade deadline. I think they put themselves in a good enough position to do that uh, because they do have a ton of assets and they are going to be able to uh, go out and improve their roster via the trade market when the time comes. and, you know, straight up, just looking at the departure of Mitch Hanniger and the departure of Adam Frazier and what you replace those two guys with. I know Colton Wong's off to a terrible start right now, but I think that that's going to turn around eventually. He's been a really good ball player the last couple of years, especially at the plate uh, and a significant upgrade over Adam Frazier with the, in that regard. Hasn't that hasn't shown up so far, but I think it will. And Teoscar Hernandez is just on another planet from Mitch Hanniger, and he's also been healthier. And that's really the key part of this is that he's been available 
So those two moves really, to me, are critical to the success of the Mariners season. Wong so far hasn't panned out. Teo kind of started out slow. He's starting to turn things around. But once those guys really start to get going, I think we're going to see this team look just a lot more better, a lot better and a lot more consistent than it was a year ago. And that's saying something. That was a team that, I mean, it did have that long losing streak at one point, but then straightened it out to be one of the better teams down the stretch last year. And you mentioned one thing, the Mariners are going to trade. The, the the big polar opposite. You are at the trade deadline are going to be able to do a podcast, emergency podcast, breaking news. You just sent someone big, got someone, you got a huge haul. And then I'm going to be sitting here waiting for the Rockies to do what they have should have done for the past two trade deadlines now is make moves and the Rockies won't do it. So I want to ask you here, Ty, why the Mariners are so successful versus the Rockies, because two teams that were in similar situations, the Rockies had a flash kind of, uh, I think the Mariners have built something a little more sustainable, uh, especially considering the Mariners are a little more interested in keeping some of their superstars around uh, than the Colorado Rockies are. Uh, But I want to ask how the Rockies can get there and how the Mariners turned things around. I'm going to do that coming up here in segment number two, but I got to tell you, about our friends at Rocket Money. Rocket Money is uh, the place that's going to help you take care of all those subscriptions. I know that you're like me, and you sign up for those subscriptions, you forget about them, and uh, you know some of these places don't make them all that easy to cancel these subscriptions for you. And Rocket Money can help with all of that. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, and you could be wasting money and not even realizing it. Rocket Money will quickly and easily find your subscriptions for you and for for any you don't want to pay for anymore, all you got to do is just hit cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. It's that easy. Rocket Money also helps you manage all of your finances in one place and automatically categorize your expenses so you can easily track your budget in real time and also get alerted if anything looks off. Stop throwing away your money. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash Locked on MLB, rocketmoney.com slash MLB. We're also brought to you by our friends at Game Time. Game Time is the place where you got to go. Like me, I'm in a situation. I want to go see the Rockies, and I got a bunch of people time. I'm, I'm trying to go see Rockies, Mariners this weekend. I haven't bought tickets yet, though. So you know what mm. I'm going to do? I'm going to head over. What are you going to do? I'm going to head over to Game Time. I'm going to head over to Game Time because they got flash deals, last minute tickets, an easy way to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. I'm even going to be able to look at images of my seats and at the lowest prices guaranteed. I even will have event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and more. You can get it all at our friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but all you got to do, create that account, redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off on the Game Time app. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. This is the Locked On Podcast Network. A little crossover action. Locked On Mariners, Locked On Rockies, previewing the series, talking a little baseball philosophy between the two teams as well. That's where uh, we left off in tie. How did the Mariners get here? 
How do the Rockies get there? Can the Rockies and Mariners ever be the same when I think they have had GMs with completely different mindsets? The Mariners are one of, even with the five and eight record are one of the most exciting teams in baseball. I really believe that they have one of the best pitching staffs. Julio Rodriguez is the future face of, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Trout and Otani, he would be the biggest name in baseball. And, uh, and they're just fun. I mean, the electric factory is real fun fact, uh, a fun, a uh, little, a uh, little piece of trivia for you, the Mariners fans. I was running the boards that night and I, mm. uh, did not catch that. So I was, I missed the dump button to, and it was oh, live. It wasn't going to matter. Yeah, anyway. that's we right. we, You're we the one who's at fault for yeah. that. That's so, crazy. so the reason that that goes over the air that he's talking about, I, I will have to come clean. I was, I was not expecting. No one has ever come close to cursing on the Mariners broadcast. I've worked them, and then uh, you know he's so pumped up from the Mariners that, that I missed it. I was like, I like jumped out of my chair and I missed the uh, missed the uh, the button. But I'm glad I did because I spawned. You know, it spawned an entire uh, you know campaign. It's the it's the the Electric go. Factory perfectly describes T-Mobile. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the. Uh... You know, the just the history of Seattle. This is a baseball town at its core. And we we knew that this was a sleeping giant that was going to be awakened as soon as this team finally, finally turned the corner. And you asked about that, right? Like, where did this start? It really started in 2018, right after the season when, you know, they had an opportunity. They had two ways that they could go about this. They could try one more time with the core of Robinson Cano and James Paxton and Gene Segura and all these guys, or they could tear it down to the studs. This roster that was getting older by the day and still hadn't been able to crack the postseason drought and just rebuild. And Jerry DePoto went to owner John Stanton and laid those two plans out to him and said, you know, we really should just rebuild. This is not working. This is going nowhere. And we're going to be much worse off for it when it doesn't work for the future. It's going to derail things, not just for the next couple of years, but for possibly the next decade, it'll set us back because we don't have any resources. At the time, the Mariners had what was widely considered to be the worst farm system in all of baseball. So Stanton approved of the rebuild, which, you know, there are a lot of criticisms I have for Stanton, but that that was good. That was that was the smart decision here on Stanton's part. And so he deserves some credit for going with that and, and assuming the financial hit that it was going to um, you know have as well. So they rebuild, right? And they do it in a way that is more so focused on guys that are closer to the big leagues, you know, may not have the upside that they could have potentially gotten, but would allow for them to turn this thing around more so in three to four years rather than five, six, seven years, like most rebuilds typically go. And so through that, you know, they were able to get guys like JP Crawford, who's now, you know, has some issues at the plate, but a really good defender and also a leader in the clubhouse. He's been a big part of this thing. Um, and it's also allowed them to, you know, take a step back, take some shots on guys like an Austin Nola, who they ended up tr- flipping for Ty France and Taylor Trammell and Andres Munoz. Amazing trade. Uh, take a shot on a guy like a, like a Paul Seawald and also be able to draft and develop and create this 
healthy ecosystem that they have that's one of the best in baseball in terms of developing players. And now we're seeing that come to fruition at the major league level with guys like Cal Raleigh, with guys like you know Julio Rodriguez, their ability to sign him at 16 years old and develop him into what he's become, this superstar that we've all seen him become. That's really how they've been able to accomplish it. And it's been a little bit of a slow burn at times. There have been times where it looked like, I don't know if this is going to work. But Colby and I have specifically been very high on the on the process and high on, on Jerry Depoto's process over this rebuild. And you could start to see glimpses of it. And even when they lost 100-plus games in 2020 and lost the entire minor league season and lost all that time for development, they were still able to you know, get into 2021, a year where it kind of felt like they were maybe like an 82 to 84 win team, and they won 90 games. And that, and then, you know, like Julio's around the corner. And they did that in 2021, by the way, without their top prospect at the time, Jerry Kelnick being good. He was mm-hmm. really bad. And maybe we'll talk a little bit more about Kelnick and what he's doing lately. But well, and 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 and, and a game away from the postseason. I mean, they were there. Yeah. I mean, that 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 la- I would I work in that last game. I mean, it was up until the Ash. I, I think the, the Mariners were like pretty far behind. And then whoever they needed to lose. The new you could the, the players knew the the stadium knew, but you mm-hmm. were that close and you knew last, uh, yep. there was not a you know there were a lot of people like I obviously it, it was well earned doubt for the Mariners like you know for so long because of the drought but mm-hmm. not a doubt in my mind last year honestly I mean yeah. even with the stretches this it's a team and it's paid off and you mentioned they went and they said let's rebuild. And the Rockies are on the record of saying we will never rebuild, but they want to be a draft yeah. and develop team. How are you going to do that if you're not willing to rebuild? Why do you trade? The, it, the answers are still not clear of why you trade Nolan Arenado and sign Chris Bryant. Why yeah. you don't? Why you let Trevor Story and John Gray walk, and the only thing you get for them is a compensatory draft pick? Huh? It's pretty crazy. The Rockies are down to one. Good starter in their rotation right now. Man, sure would have been great for that guy who said he wanted to pitch in Colorado and come back to be in Colorado if you just matched the offer that the Rangers had. But the Rockies simply continue to to make moves that don't make sense. And then the GM that decided to set off the Arenado trade slinks away and just leaves the organization quietly with an email three months after trading Nolan Arenado or something like that. And then they yeah. just hire from within. The, the, the Rockies aren't willing to do what the Mariners did. because And, and it, I don't know why, because the, the the Rockies consistently have a bad rep, but they're a top 10 team in attendance. It doesn't. They're not going to take yeah. the financial hit as much. They Because Dodger fans are still going to show up. And and Cardinals fans and the Rockies just played an away series. That's what they do. They just they if the Rockies aren't playing the Nationals at home more often than not, it still feels like an away series, and that's incredibly frustrating because yeah. I go and I'm the 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 energy around the Mariners right now is infectious. I mean, yeah. it is just from the broadcast booth down. I mean, it's literally every the the stadium, the crowd, the atmosphere around the town. That's what you want to create, especially in baseball, when you got to keep the momentum through the summer. And the Mariners did that last year. I mean, they obviously had the whole big, oh, they're, it's looking good. They can break that, and maybe it might be hard to do so. But it's full steam ahead for this M's team. So what is your expectation for this year? What is the, what is 
what? How do the Mariners not disappoint this year? Is is it a division title? The Astros are still considered to be the best team in baseball, but I think people underestimate how well the Mariners played the Astros in the playoffs, especially last year. Yeah, I think they're pretty much right. You know, the whole offseason was dominated by this conversation of how much has the gap truly closed between the two teams? Because, you know, the Mariners finished 16 games behind them in the in the standings. Like, how do you close that gap? Well, for one, you know, everyone goes back to zero and zero to start the year. So there isn't really a 16-game gap. But also, it's just getting better than you were last opening day for this opening day. And to go back to our conversation about the offseason, that's what they did. And also, you have to factor in the, you know, the additions of a full season of George Kirby, full season of Luis Castillo, full season of a good Cal Raleigh. Like those things also matter on top of adding, you know, Teoscar Hernandez and AJ Pollock and Colton Wong. So, for me, my expectations this year are that they are going to be able to compete for a division. Both teams have started out, you know, kind of iffy. You know, the, both the Astros and the Mariners right now are below 500. That's going to change. You know, I don't think that the Angels and the Rangers are really capable of um, hanging on here for the entire season. The, just those rosters, even even Anaheim with two superstars on their roster. I mean, they're the Angels. They haven't finished above 500 since Jerry DePoto left like eight years ago. Baseball now that the Mariners aren't them. Yeah. Yeah, they literally have the they're tied for the longest playoff drought in professional sports. Had to get some angel shade in here, as always. <laughs> we always have to get some angel shade. Uh, but yeah, I think this the, this Mariners team can absolutely compete for the division. And I even went as far as to predict them to win the division and to win the division. Uh, one of my bold predictions was that I think they could win the division by more than seven games this year because of the slow start for the Astros, because of the fact that they're not going to have Altuve for a while, because they're rotation is just naturally worse when they lose a you know the defending Cy Young winner and um and I also think that the Mariners are better equipped to go out and add at the trade deadline than the Astros are and to go get better than the Astros are so at the deadline so all those things put together because like I'm thinking months down ahead I'm thinking about where this team can be in July and what it can potentially add to the group I don't really as long as you're within striking distance at the deadline, I'm cool. I don't really like, I don't need you to start out super hot. I don't need you to do all this. This is why I'm not really that concerned with the, you know, the slow start to the year. As long as you can get within striking distance, I think this team can get significantly better at the deadline and can really go after this thing. And I think the sky's the limit for them, really. I, I, I really do. That's, I mean, uh, it's a little bit of a biased opinion. Obviously, I'm a Mariners fan, but that's me being as objective as possible. I legitimately think this is one of the best teams in baseball. I don't think I, I I'm not going to disagree much with you there. I, I think there are some maybe teams that are there, but you are right. This is and it's a team that has the mindset of we're going to get better. They know yeah. what they have right now. And Luis Castillo. Oh, my goodness. I mean, mm. shout out to the, the Cincinnati Reds Mariners fans, you know, best buddies over there. I, shout I out mean, Jeff Carr. Yep. You know, wonderful <laughs> trades, wonderful moves for that. And and this bullpen's gonna be better. This Mariners bullpen yep. is is going to get better. And let's let's get into some more of, of the now. Let's dive into a little the the let's get into previewing the series a, a little bit. And you mentioned it. We gotta talk about uh the hottest hitter in baseball, potentially, or one of them at least. And somebody who just said, Hey, what's up, Mariners fans? I'm back and you better. Start paying attention, and I'll let you Mariners fans know about a 
couple of uh, you're going to look at this. If you know anything about the Rockies and you didn't recognize any Rockies before, you're certainly not going to recognize very many Rockies <laughs> taking the field uh, this time and uh, this go around. So I'll, I'll let you know a little bit about uh, the team facing the M's this weekend. But you know what? You, we've heard about DePoto. We've heard about uh, how the Rockies have run things. It's your turn. It's your time to shine. You call the shots at Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. This is the game for you if you have wanted to see how you would do as a baseball GM. And uh, you're going to have to hire. You're going to have to hire your staff. You're going to have to not only navigate uh, player personalities and their injuries and all of the stuff that goes into players, but you're going to have to make sure that you're doing it on a budget. That's right, and it mimics. It's real. It's a, so if you're if you're a team like the Rays, you're gonna have to deal with a tight budget, or or the Rockies, or the Mariners. They they you can download the teams and you can give it a shot in a realistic game world. It's completely free and playable offline. Play on the go wherever you want to go. Locked on Rockies and Mariners listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game just visit probaseballgm.com you can scan the code right here on the screen as well and look it up on the app store that's probaseballgm that's probaseballgm.com ultimate baseball gm start your dynasty today playing those games i have certainly learned that uh, uh a gm is is harder than it is but you know it is not mm. that hard criticizing them as podcast hosts because that's what we do around here and that's, what that's I like right to do around. <laughs> that's right we are anti-owner anti-front office baby <laughs> hey that's exactly around here around these parts that absolutely yeah. i am I, I i give credit where i like to be think i am i am i am very critical but i give the rockies their flowers when they when they deserve them because there mm. are sometimes some moves and we mentioned a little bit the rockies a quiet off season but the right type of offseason. This isn't the Rockies aren't going to go take down. The Padres are buying everybody. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. And, the, and you know, let, unfortunately, the Rockies just can't hang with these teams. And so they're going to field a team that isn't all that flashy, but is pretty exciting. Who's the starting left fielder for the Colorado Rockies, Ty? I'm curious if you know the answer to this question. I'm going to look at roster resource and pretend that I'm not actually doing that while I try I'll to answer your question. I'll spoil it for question. you. It's Jerickson Profar. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I remember that he signed with the Rockies, which was weird, really weird. But also it was really weird that he took forever to sign. And he was, I we thought for a while, because he was obviously a, a, topic, a topic of discussion for us when we were talking about adding, you know, one more bat because we're like, okay, well, Jerickson Profar is here for some reason. And we're like, he must be hurt, right? But then the WBC <laughs> happened and he's playing for the Netherlands. And I'm like, what's going on there? So yeah. how is Jerickson Profar doing right now? Who has more course field home runs this year? Jerickson Profar or Chris Bryant? Wow, really? Jerickson Profar? Profar has hit two home runs at, at Coors Field. Chris Bryant has yet to hit his first home run at home in a Colorado Rockies uniform. And that's not a knock on Wait, Chris Not Bryant. just this year, the, like the whole like the Since whole Chris Bryant so had signed his contract, he has not hit a home run in oh, Colorado. That's sad. That's As really a member sad. of the Rockies, I should clarify, because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he has hit home runs for other teams in Colorado. Sure, uh, sure, yeah. But 
you know, it, it does sound sad, but Chris Bryant actually starting the year uh, looking healthy, playing good ball. Play, he's not might not be leaving the yard, but uh, swinging the bat pretty well. Uh, the Rockies are just an incredibly unclutch team. Uh, the the R for Rockies in the Rockies stands for runners stranded in scoring position because that is what uh-huh. this team does. Uh, I think the only player Mariners fans might recognize on the Rockies here is going to be Charlie Blackman because <laughs> uh, maybe CJ Crone, of course, with the Angels, did, but yeah. you'll be surprised. But the two guys to watch for the uh, Rockies this weekend will be on the left side of the infield. It'll be Ailerys Montero and Ezekiel Tovar and Nolan Jones. If he actually he got called up because uh, the Mariners will not see Herman Marquez, who is uh, on the IL, which is a massive blow uh, to the the Rockies as long as it's uh, it. it Hopefully it's not too long, but that's a big thing. The, the Mariners are going to see the back half of the Rockies rotation as well. It's going to be a, a prime get-right weekend for the Mariners. What's your uh, expectations? And tell me about this uh, Jared Kelnick fella. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully, I mean, you, no disrespect to you guys, <laughs> but hopefully the Mariners take care of business here, right? Like they, they need to, cause they're five and eight right now. They need to keep the vibes going here. They had three straight devastating losses in Cleveland and Chicago before getting right on back on the right track yesterday. They need to win a series here. They need to win the series. Uh, they need to take care of business because this is a team that on paper, you should be able to be, you should be able to sweep. If you're a team like the Mariners compared to a team like the Rockies, again, no disrespect, but I am actually excited to see uh, some of these guys here on Colorado. Um, I'm a, I'm particularly a Ryan McMahon fan, so I like seeing Ryan McMahon play. Yeah, I love Ryan McMahon is just a prime player of just I love him, but it just doesn't hit that. He just hasn't hit that full potential yet, and I really hope he gets there. It's just he strikes out. And it's just like, yeah. ah, but he's also hitting yeah. the ball harder than he's hit the ball ever. And he's one of the best gloves in baseball. The Rockies lost Brendan Rodgers, yep. who I thought was going to be the Rockies all-star this year and someone who was really going to, to, to surprise some folks. But he just shifted right back over to second base and outside of the – one bad error that basically cost them the game uh, mm. there in the uh, in the series against the, the the Cardinals. Ryan McMahon is a, is a is a fine player, and actually, I'm curious: would be Ryan McMahon maybe be someone on that radar potentially for for the Mariners? I mean, he can hit the ball, he, and and the defense yeah. there there is no question there. Yeah, no, that's definitely that's someone we've talked about a lot. Uh, hence why I'm a Ryan McMahon <laughs> fan, right? I, I, I like him a lot. And I like his fit for the Mariners a lot. And I think he's someone that Jerry DePoto and Justin Hollander would actually really, uh, really think about here um, if he's available. But again, when do the Rockies ever make trades and when are the Rockies ever reasonable with their asking price if they're open to it? So, well, we'll end up paying you to take him and, you know, you sure. can just send us a couple of mid you know, one really good prospect and then like a couple of other things. It'll, it'll be great. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, God, the uh, poor you and the Nolan Arenado trade. I feel I still feel so bad for you. But hey, Austin Goomer is going tomorrow. Hey, hey there you go. Uh, so you asked about Jerry Kelnick, though. You should count your lucky stars. The series isn't being played in cores. Because this guy is destroying. <laughs> that's a five, he's got that's a five hundred foot home run. Because what he hit four seventy something the other day. Four four eighty two yesterday Ooh. to dead center field upper tank dead center field and at Wrigley, which that is the longest ball hit at Wrigley in the Statcast era. Just insane stuff. Uh, and honestly, that might not have even been his most impressive home run of the series. 
because he got this the the night before the night that they blew the seven run lead uh he came back they were down nine seven he first at bat after they blow the lead he gets a fastball 95 mile per hour fastball on the outside bottom outside corner of the strike zone and drives it to left center field into like like 10 15 rows back into the bleachers not like a little wall scraper like being able to do stuff like that is something that we just we haven't seen out of Jerry Kelnick. He the Jerry Kelnick of 2022, 2021, he's he just wouldn't do that. He's popping that ball up, he's rolling over on it, he's just completely whiffing any of those options. He's not driving the ball out, you know, almost 400 feet to left center. It's crazy stuff that we're seeing out of Kelnick right now. Uh he's yeah, he's seventh right now in Major League Baseball in WRC plus 213, which you know stats at the beginning of the season are obviously inflated but this is a different guy and you know we saw it during spring training but you know as we all know spring training stats there isn't a ton to to glean from that you know obviously you look at the process and all that but also you know you all you have to account for the fact that guys aren't you know pitchers aren't typically attacking the hitter in a specific way, in a way, you know, they're not going off the scouting report. They're just kind of working on stuff during spring. So I was really curious to to wait and see what Kelnick would look like once guys are actually game planning for him. And so far, he's been spectacular. Got off to a little bit of a slow start, but this road trip, I mean, I have the numbers right here. He slashed 455, 521, 000 in six games this road trip. Uh, and pretty much all of his heroics went to waste. Because <laughs> they really started on Sunday, they lose an extra innings after blowing like three leads and the ninth and extras. Then the next day, he hits just a massive home run off of the scoreboard in right field and, and Wrigley, and they lose an extras. Then he has the the home run to left center, and they obviously blew that lead and all that. They lose again. So finally, yesterday, him doing something cool and them actually winning the game was was pretty nice to see as well. But uh, yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting now that he's put the league on notice to see, you know, how guys attack him now. You know, what what are the the changes that are being made to you know their approach against him, and how does he respond back to that? That's going to be really curious because he's a guy that once he starts to struggle in the past, he's really gotten down on himself and just hasn't really been able to dig himself out of that hole. So that's really the key here is now seeing him respond to adversity. So, but right now, so far, so good, man. Yeah, that's a, a, a good point. And, uh, and, you know, just we'll, we'll wrap on that. I think that's a good closing point. The Rockies have not responded to adversity. They have, that That's the big thing that has prevented them from being a, playing above 500 ball and playing a winning home series. Uh, similar things. Leads that were blown. Opportunities missed. This is a team, if they want to go beat the Mariners, they can't afford to walk multiple batters in a row. They can't afford to leave uh, runners on second and third with nobody out. I mean, we're, we're seeing rock the Rockies strike out with bases loaded nobody on on three pitches like you you just can't be doing some of the stuff the Rockies are doing especially if you want to beat the Mariners I think the Rockies got a tough task ahead of them but I'm going to be there in person cheering them on hoping for the best here but that has been your episode of Locked on Rockies Locked on Mariners I'm Paul Holden joined by Ty Dane Gonzalez Ty where can they go to stay up to date with all things you all things Mariners and all things Seahawks and every you do a lot of Seattle sports yeah, I'm all about it. I'm even talking Kraken very casually, but I'm talking some Kraken, Kraken playoffs starting soon. I think they're going up against the Avs, too. At least they're currently slated to go up against the Avs. So, Ooh. yeah. 
first round. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, you can check out the podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, Locked On Mariners. Check us out. Uh, me and my co-host Colby Patnode, we record on there Monday through Friday, post the shows Monday through Friday, talking memes. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. And you can find our personal accounts at Dane Gonzalez right down there below my face, T-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And my co-host Colby over at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. And uh, we're currently also running a fundraiser uh, with Feeding America. 34 million Americans suffer from food insecurity. Nine million of those are children. And if you want to help out and get some hot plates out to some folks that really need it, uh, you can check out our Feeding America donation page. I'll I'll send Paul the the link so he can put that in the description. Uh, We set a goal of $500 at the start of it. And we exceeded that within like two days because our listener base is amazing. And we're now at over 5K. Uh, and we're Incredible. and I've and I've made uh, I've made a promise that if we get to 10K, uh, I'm going to get a tattoo. A Mariners tattoo, but I'm not but I'm not letting you weirdos <laughs> pick it. I'm not giving you that. No, don't do that. <laughs> that much power, as, but, as a man with yeah. tattoos, make sure it's a, it's one you like uh, for you Mariners fans. I'm uh, Paul F. Holden on uh, Twitter there. Uh, and you can also find me uh, at uh, just hello Rockies locked on Rockies. That's where you should really go. I, the only thing I use Twitter for is just various things. Unless you want to know about Mario baseball, I can, I can teach you all about Mario baseball. That's, that's part of what I do, but uh, thank we you all so much. Mario baseball. In. What was that? We need a new Mario baseball, by the way. I agree. I can't believe that they did not announce one before the World Baseball Classic. An Miyamoto, are you listening? Miss, Mr. Miyamoto, are you listening? We need new Mario baseball. Please make it happen. There's a whole, Doug we got, Bowser. We, we, we got a whole community ready to ball. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much, Ty. Uh, Rockies, Mariners uh, taking a nice weekend series here. A hopefully get right series for the Mariners and uh, hopefully a surprising series for the Rocks. We'll see what happens here. But thank you all so much for making us your first listen of the day. Hey, we're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service and your subscription to the Locked on Rockies and Locked on Mariners YouTube channel is one of the easiest ways you can help the show. Go support their uh, fundraiser over there on Locked on Mariners as well for Feeding America. We'll get the link in our description over here on our side for sure. Uh, But folks, until next time, this has been the Locked on Podcast Network.